0: Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for November 3rd, 2022. This is Brian Kirk. With inflation still high, the Fed just announced an increase of interest rates by three quarters of a percent, the sixth rate increase this year. How have these rate increases impacted the economy and financial markets? How close are we to a recession? And. With FOMC meeting again next month, is there an appetite for another rate increase this year? Nationwide's Deputy Chief Economist, Brian Jordan, and Senior Economist, Ben Ayers, provide their perspectives on the Fed's announcement to raise rates again, and to share their outlook on future rate increases. Ben and Brian, thank you for joining us today. My first question is for both of you. Ben, I'll go to you first. Today's rate hike was pretty much expected. However, was there anything the Fed did or anything you heard them say in today's press conference that surprised you?
1: Well, like you said, Brian, the 75 basis point move, well, you know, still very uh, strong relative to the history of rate moves was pretty much baked in. And the Fed followed suit with a fourth consecutive 75 basis point move. So that in itself wasn't surprising. Um, what was interesting was tracking how the Fed was talking about where they were going to go from here. And they kind of opened the door a little bit towards slowing the pace of those rate hikes. The the FMC statement did mention that they're keeping in mind the cumulative amount of rate increases they push through and also the lagged impact of that sort of implying that they're getting closer to thinking about thinking about lowering the pace of these rate increases. But certainly the the comments from Chair Powell sort of walk those back a little bit. And I would say, instead of opening door wide open, you kind of crack the door open. And really, I think Chair Powell did a good job of laying out the different levels of how they're looking at policy. First, they're looking at how much more do we continue to increase these? So what's the terminal point for the, the Fed funds rate? And it was very mixed on that as far as he implied very much so that Relative to even the estimates that were provided in September, that maybe if they redid those now, following a few more hot prints from the CPI, that they might even show further rate increases. So maybe we should expect more over the course of 2023. And also laid out that you know still there's a lot more to do. It feels that inflation continues to run hotter than they expect. And so because of that, they expect to continue to have to raise interest rates. And likely keep them at a high level for quite some time, maybe not all the way through 2023, um, but maybe thinking about that as you look forward for the next year or so. Brian, what was your key takeaways when you looked at the, what we got today?
2: Yeah, Ben, I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. We really see Powell walking a tightrope here. The statement did indicate that the Fed may soon downshift, and Powell even indicated that himself, saying we will have that discussion at the December FOMC meeting. At the same time, he was mostly hawkish, saying that we still have some ways to go, we still have some ground to cover, we haven't over-tightened yet. And I think you can read between the lines here and see that there is a little bit of a fissure developing within the FOMC. You've got some more dovish members who perhaps feel that it's time to slow down the pace of, of rate increases. And some on the more hawkish side, and I think we can uh, sense here that Powell himself is on the more hawkish side, feel that at the very least, there is the need to keep going and perhaps to go longer than the Fed itself had laid out in September. So a little bit for everyone at at this meeting.
0: Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. Let's go back to Ben for this next question. Today marks the sixth time this year that the Fed has raised rates, and over that time, We've seen mortgage rates spike to seven percent. We've seen consumer sentiment drop to drop by sixteen and a half percent since this time last year. But the labor market still looks strong, and inflation is still at the highest levels in forty years. So, Ben, why do you think this is happening?
1: I think there's really two main factors. First of all, you know the fact that the labor market in particular, and inflation continues to run, quite well. It it speaks to some of the imbalances that have built up over the past two years. And it just takes some time for these things to unwind. You look at the labor market, huge event with the pandemic and the impact that's had on the labor market, disrupting people going to work, disrupting the type of labor that firms are looking for. So I, I think that very tight labor market conditions that we've had, while we've seen some easing in recent months, we've seen You know, job openings come down, you know, even though the unemployment rate is still at a very low level, we are seeing some easing on the margins. But still, it's going to take quite some time for the labor market to, to look less strong than it is right now. And similarly for inflation, you know, the imbalance that we have built up between supply and demand over the course of the pandemic and then exacerbated by other trends this year yet again, that's not going to fix itself overnight. And so because we are seeing some improvement, particularly in supply chains and on commodity prices, we're expecting that inflation will downtrend over the next year. Um, But yet again, it's going to take some time to play out. And particularly when you think about Fed policy and the impact that is having, you know, that takes time and there's a lagged impact there. And Chair Powell mentioned that both in his comments and also that was mentioned in the FOMT statement, you know, because the Fed has not really pushed up rates until three four five months ago uh, to a very strong degree um that impact isn't going to have too much of a, an impact on the economy for you know 6 12 maybe in a little 18 months And so, because of that, we just haven't seen the full impact of this yet. And the Fed isn't quite done yet with these rate increases. And so, because of that, you haven't seen as much of an impact aside from the housing market. The housing market is the one area, you know, it's always very sensitive to interest rates. We've seen a big reaction there. It's usually at the forefront of the impacts and probably tells us a little bit more of what's to come are likely going to see more and more cutbacks from businesses. They're going to come back on the amount that they hire. They're going to come back on the amount they invest because they're responding to much higher lending rates across the economy. We haven't quite gotten there yet. And because of that, we're still seeing a relatively strong labor market, and we're still seeing rapid inflation. So I think it's just more that we're going to get there. I think when we get to 2023, we will see the labor market ease. We will see inflation ease. You're going to see much more of the impact of this. That's just too early. And we're going to get there eventually.
0: Thanks, Ben. That's definitely evident of what we're seeing here. And I know that uh, the Fed is focused on slowing the economy down enough to slow the pace of inflation. But Brian, how could the Fed's rate increases impact the financial markets, which are already near the lowest level in over a year?
2: Exactly. So as Ben mentioned, there are lags associated with monetary policy in terms of its impact On the real economy but it can have an impact on the financial markets in real time sometimes even before the fed moves we can see financial markets react and so we have seen it in 2022 when the fed started raising interest rates this year not that long ago in mid-march the s p 500 was up by 7.4 percent year over year still rising at a decent mid to high single digit pace Now it's down 18.9% on a year-over-year basis, a big move just over the course of the last seven and a half months. Long-term interest rates, the benchmark 10-year Treasury yield, was just 2.15% when the Fed started raising interest rates in March, now standing at over 4%. And along those same lines, no coincidence, mortgage rates. Ben touched on the housing market, obviously a huge impact from higher mortgage rates. Mortgage rates, 30-year mortgage rates, stood at uh, 4.27% when the Fed started, now over 7% here in late October, early November. So the Fed has had a, a big real-time impact on the financial markets, even if the impact on the real economy might take a bit longer.
0: Well, thanks, Brian. You know, Retirements and 401k investments are taking a hit. The cost of fuel and groceries are still high. And many business owners are really bracing themselves right now for a downturn in the economy. This question is for both of you, but uh, let's start with you, Ben. With all this in mind, what should our audience take away from what the FOMC announced today?
1: You know, I think first and foremost, it's that the Fed's not done yet. You know, I think it's likely that we're going to see not as strong of rate increases as we look maybe to december but if not in december if even if we see another 75 move then when you look into 2023 they're going to pull back on the break a little bit but rates are still going to go higher and many of the the impacts that we've seen because of the higher rates, whether it's the housing market, whether it's slowdown in total investment by businesses, that's only going to get worse as we look into 2023, because it's likely the Fed's going to continue to raise rates and maybe even higher than we expect right now. I mean, most estimates, including our own, would have the Fed stopping with those rate increases early in 2023. But maybe because of higher inflation and because of a continued strong price growth, they have to continue raising rates even into the middle or maybe in the second half of next year. So clearly those, those are still kind of tail scenarios, but there's still potential things that could happen as we look over 2023. And then moreover, certainly the Fed is very committed To bringing inflation down and that means they might keep those rates at a higher level for longer you know maybe they keep you know don't don't actually see an easing even if we do see a downturn next year until 2024 or maybe even later in 2024 and that probably means unfortunately weaker growth and higher rates and slower activity over the course of 2024 as well so i think unfortunately really the fed's trying to set us up for what could be an extended period of weak growth Um, hopefully Things are able to ease off of that, and then the Fed's able to bring rates down sooner than they expect right now. But they're certainly preparing that they're going to have to keep it higher, and they're preparing many consumers and business that those higher interest rates are going to remain in place for quite some time. But certainly, some big impacts across the economy. Uh, unfortunately, mostly downside, but hopefully, there are some upside scenarios where maybe inflation eases more than we expect, and we're able to come out of this with a little bit stronger growth. But I think at least for 2023, And likely for 2024, at least the first half of that, we're looking at pretty weak conditions. And yet again, probably a modest recession is in the cards for 2023. Uh, Brian, anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, I I would say that's um, really spot on. Uh, The message that we would want to share is that there is more pain to be taken here. And it gets back to those lags associated with monetary policy. We still haven't felt the full impact of the 300 basis points in Fed rate hikes before today, and now the Fed adds another 75 basis points onto that today, almost certain to add aggressively onto that in December. And based on Chair Powell's comments today, probably more than that in 2023 as as well. So there is still some pain to be taken. We've already seen some marginal evidence of a downshift in the labor market, some evidence of a slowdown in overall economic activity those trends are likely to continue perhaps in fits and starts but they're likely to continue in 2023 eventually we are going to get to the other side of this though and it's important to stress that the financial markets have already priced in a fairly dire fairly negative outcome here the s p 500 for example i mentioned earlier down over 18 percent year over year it's down over 21 percent since it peaked In January of of this year, this is a much bigger decline than we typically see prior to recessions. On average, the S&P is down by only 7.6% in pre-recessionary periods. We've already priced in a lot of bad news in terms of, of stock prices. And at a certain point, again, we're going to get to the other side of this. The Fed is very committed, obviously, given these aggressive rate hikes, the hawkish language we're hearing from Powell And others very committed to bringing the inflation rate down and there are already early hints that inflation is beginning to ease. We're beginning to see some early hints of decelerating price pressures and in some cases uh, falling actual falling prices. Those trends should pick up steam in in 2023 as well and eventually that will allow for an easing cycle on the other side of this so 2023 could be a, a dicey year as we look ahead to the middle years of this decade and beyond there are reasons to be optimistic that a disinflationary a lower interest rate scenario will be beneficial for the real economy and for the financial markets
0: we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there brian ben thank you both for your perspectives today Join us next week as we get an update on the agriculture market, which has been hit pretty hard by high prices and high labor costs. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified as soon as the next episode is released. Until next time, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice, or... A recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy additionally it does not take into account any specific investment objectives tax or financial condition or particular needs of any specific person the economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice these forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty they will not reflect actual performance we obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.